Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Arsenio's ESL podcast. And here we are today with another TOEFL ITP reading. First and foremost, oh my God, it was another day about like 40 video plays on my blog. So again, I'm really excited about you guys showing that interest in regards to all these different TOEFL ITP readings. And my goal is to just to give you as much material as I can. Now, remember, the different types of questions and the different types of segments, that will be on my course, okay? You'll be able to place that uh, as a, as a pre-order coming up July 1st, okay? Or July 2nd, not exactly sure, but one of those days. So if you're interested in the techniques in regards to answering these questions, that's going to be coming soon, okay? Now, again, make sure you, you know, reach out to me. Tell me if you're interested in that. If not, it's all good. Again, I have the structure course right there. The written expression is going to be debuting the 1st of July, okay? So you could, you could literally pre-order it now and get the other one, you know, 50, more than 50% off. And hey, listen, this is all you need in regards to your grammar. And I'm so happy that I'm literally the only teacher on YouTube and online that is actually creating TOEFL ITP. There are no other instructors out there. So let's just say I have come into a very rare niche market and I'm very excited about that. So nonetheless, with that being said, guys, let's dive into it. We got my wall and my little shelves above me and a little bit of a couch. So I'm in a different environment. I got to mix things up because sometimes it's just too much sitting in my beautiful brown chair. <sighs> okay, now let's check this out. I'm going to be answering, obviously, questions number one. It looks like bullet point number two, whatever that may be. Uh, and you guys are going to do five. So there are 10 questions in this passage. All right. So that question number one, the passage is mainly about. Question number two, all of the following are true about Fort Jefferson, except, okay. Uh, what is it? Question number three is really weird. If you know, okay. Oh my God. The word hexagonal. Okay. What does it, what is it in closest meaning to? Okay. So if we're looking at hexa, if you know what this is, obviously octa is eight, right? Hexa would be either six or seven. But then I just remember that hepta is seven. So the answer would be A, okay, which is six-sided. Now, are you going to get very easy questions like this? Hell no. <laughs> Don't even count on that, okay? So for all of you who are watching me right now on my blog, you will not get a very easy question like that on the TOEFL, okay? So don't get all too happy and say, ooh, I know what that is. No, there's literally no math when, there, when it comes to TOEFL, except in years, okay? And then obviously the fourth question will be the pronoun it, and all of the following are stated about Dr. Samuel Mudd, except these questions are very, very popular, okay? You got to know this. And to be honest with you, in the last test I had taken, remember, I took more than, oh my God, I think I took the test maybe 20 to 40 times. I can't remember. Um, because I was working at a testing center and they wanted me to keep practicing for whatever reason. So I have that knowledge to teach students who barely even knew English. It's the craziest, ridiculous thing I ever heard in my life. But I was able to get a lot of information from that. Um, so yes, the whole, all of the following, da da da, da except absolutely i cannot get and to be honest with you you're probably going to have to scan all the paragraphs to get your general idea it's difficult 
I cannot stress enough. That, I think it's the M series or the N series, ridiculously difficult, okay, when it comes to these reading passages. So if you are, if you were to ask me, Arsenio, what are the most popular and the questions that I need to spend the most time on? Those right there. The one that says accept, absolutely. Spend as much time as you possibly can understanding that. Because if you can, that'll be good. Also detailed questions, right? So if it says something specifically and gives like a descriptive and saying, oh, so why did da -da 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 -da, all that stuff? Those are some other ones, okay? And again, I'm gonna be talking about that in the course that we're gonna be going over paragraph after paragraph too. So again, that's gonna be a long course, my goodness gracious. So, oh my God, I'm even stressing about the preparation <laughs> in terms of that. So anyways, guys, enough about me, enough about what I got going on. Let's get into this, baby, shall we? The passage is mainly about, okay? So remember, what did I do in the last video that I had? Okay, if you guys had already watched that, big shout out to my folks on YouTube, man. You guys are sharing my content. I cannot believe the numbers on YouTube. I swear I never would have thought in a million years I would end up becoming very popular on YouTube uh, in regards to these videos. But remember, I said first sentence, first paragraph, second paragraph, third paragraph, fourth paragraph. Remember that? I remember that. You know why I remember that? Because I was sitting there when I said it, okay? So if we look at that first paragraph, it says, in the first half of the 19th century, the U.S. government decided that it needed to set up a system for protecting its coastline. It then began building a series of forts along the coast, the eastern part of the country, to facilitate its defenses. Okay, so here we go. The first sentence of the second paragraph. The largest of these forts was Fort Jefferson, which was begun in 1846. That's actually a terrible typo. I don't know why they even wrote that. This fort was built on Garden Key, a cluster of small coral islands, blah, 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 blah. Okay, third paragraph. In the latter half of the 19th century, during the Civil War and its aftermath, the fort was used as a prison rather than a military installation. Okay, we're still talking about the damn fort. Got it? Let's go on to the last paragraph. Continuous use of Fort Jefferson ended in the 1870s, although the U.S. Navy continued with sporadic use of blah, 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 blah. It's all about Fort Jefferson. Fort Jefferson, Fort Jefferson, Fort Jefferson. So here we go. What does it mainly discuss? Right here in the bullet point, it says a series of forts. Doesn't look like it. All I saw was Fort Jefferson everywhere. Everywhere, excuse me. B, a series of events at one fort. Ooh. Number, uh, what is it? Uh, letter C or bullet point three, a single event at one four. Ooh, we're going to have to scan a little bit more to see. And then, of course, the last one, a series of events at several forts. Nope, not at several forts. Okay, so my thing is, okay, is it about one single event? Probably not. It's probably about a series of events at one fort. That's my thing. Okay, that's the answer I'm going to, that's what I'm going to go with right there. Okay. But I want to read a little bit more, such as what you're going to have to do. And that's what we're going to be doing. Now, all of the following are true about Fort Jefferson, except that. Now, remember, here in A, it says it's on an island. B, it was built because of its strategic location. C, it is in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. D, it has been compared with an island at the opening of the Mediterranean. Okay, that, that's got to be absolute. The Mediterranean and Gulf of Mexico, those are two entirely different. Those are two entirely different parts of the world. Anyways, okay, if I'm not mistaken, Mediterranean, I'm pretty sure it's like 
in the middle of the, in the middle of the planet. Okay. Now I don't know my seas, Med Sea and all that stuff, but I know for sure Mediterranean somewhere in that area of North Africa, unless I'm talking about the Red Sea. But again, that's just my prior knowledge. And if I'm off, <laughs> I guess it shows you that I don't know my seas and my Mediterranean. Now let's go into this. Fort Jefferson. Now let's go into the second sentence of the uh, second paragraph. At the time of its construction, Fort Jefferson was believed to be of primary strategic importance to the United States because of its location at the entryway of the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, <laughs> okay, so here we go. <sighs> Let's get into this a little bit more. All of the following are true about Fort Jefferson, except, so which is not true. So what we got here, it was built because of a strategic location, yes. Now, what it said here though, it says entryway. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so I could be wrong about the Mediterranean because I think I just found the answer. All right, so I'm highlighting it red, entryway. Oh God, here we go. Entryway is completely different from the middle. Damn, C is the wrong, yep, C is the except, meaning that's going to be your answer. All right, well, let's keep reading. I guess I was wrong about the Mediterranean. Whoop-dee-doo. Ah, oh, shit, there it is, the Mediterranean. It's in the next sentence. Okay, here you go. Because of its location at the entrance to a great body of water, it became known as the Gibraltar of the Gulf in reference to the island located at the mouth of the Mediterranean. All right, there it is. Hexagonal shape, half a mile circumference. Okay, let me say that one more time. In reference to the island located at the mouth of the Mediterranean. Oh, it, it, it's talking about, oh, it's talking about Fort Jefferson. It became known as the Gibraltar of the Gulf in reference to the island located at the mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. The island at the mouth of the Mediterranean. Gibraltar is the mouth at the Mediterranean. Oh my God, this is confusing. I'm getting confused all over the place. Okay. Oh my God. Well, did it say it was on an island? Oh God, let's go back. Maybe I already scanned over it, but it was built because of its strategic location. Um, to be honest with you, obviously um, at the mouth, okay, at the entryway of the Gulf of Mexico, it contradicts the middle of Gulf of Mexico. So I'm gonna go with that no matter what. Here it says, it has been compared with an island at the opening of the Mediterranean. There we go, okay, that makes sense. So D is good, okay? B is good, and it's on an island. Does it say anything about it being on an island? Of course it has. Okay. This fort was built on Garden Key, a cluster of small coral islands. Okay. It was built on an island. Oh, okay. There it is, guys. C is your answer. That's how I break it down. You got to understand it. Okay. Now, some of you are like, oh, well, I don't know where to look. You know exactly where to look, okay? This isn't like IELTS where information is scattered everywhere because that's what Brits love to do is confuse the hell out of you. No, you're just going to go in a systematic chronological order. Go into that second paragraph. Your proper nouns are strategic location, Gulf of Mexico, Mediterranean. All of those in which are beset in paragraph two. That's how you do it, people. That's how you do it. So in saying that, let's go into... Question number three, no, hexagonal's finished, excited, done, A. <laughs> pronoun it, now I got all the lines confused. So the pronoun it in line 11 refers to fort shape moat circumference, okay? Now there's a bunch of its, and so in line nine, okay? All right, what do we got here? 
Oh boy, I'm gonna have to figure it out. I'm gonna have to do some adding and subtracting because in line, I'm sorry, not nine, line nine, no, in line 11. So line 11 on here would be a little bit, okay, so let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. All right, so let's see. I do not believe, okay, so in let, oh no, it's not in that third paragraph. Okay, so it was approximately, aha, uh -huh, okay. Ooh, but in line 11, oh my God, which one is line 11? There are two it's, oh God, no. Oh God, all right, okay. Well, I kind of blew, oh Jesus. There are three it's in the last couple of sentences. This sucks. All right, so here we go. I kind of blew that one, sorry people. But let's do this. I'm going to walk you through this so you guys get actually three different, you know, three ways to answer the, 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 the uh, what is it, the subject pronouns or um, the pronouns in general, right? So if we look at the first it, it says here, because of its location at the entrance to a great body of water, it became known. What are we talking about? It. What is it? Fort Jefferson, right? We're talking about Fort Jefferson. Now, let's keep, up, let's keep it going. We're going to go into the next it. The fort itself. Okay, so now we're going into that territory. The fort itself, Fort Jefferson, was a massive structure. It was a hexagonal in shape. Okay, so I'm guessing that's the it that it's referring to. What was a hexagonal? Okay, in shape. Most of the guard key, it was approximately, yep, okay, so the it, luckily it refers to the same thing, thank goodness. So here we go. The fort itself was a massive structure. It was hexagonal in shape, okay? Now, what was hexagonal in shape? The fort or the structure? So we have to come back down, okay, to, oh my God, I don't even know what number. Yeah, number four, okay, and here we go. We have fort and structure. Those are the two things that I got right off the top of my head. So there is no structure, but fort is there and A is the answer, fort. Shape, no, okay? Moat, absolutely not. Circumference, not even there. Do you get what I'm saying? So it in line 11. Now it took us a while to find line 11, but I'll say it one more time. The fort itself was a massive structure. It was hexagonal in shape. What was hexagonal in shape? It's referring to the previous sentence as in the subject, the fort. Boom. That's, that's how you do these uh, nice little uh, pronoun, you know, type of words. Now, again, in my course, I'm going to be going over all of those. You guys are going to love it. Okay. So nonetheless, here we go. Last question. All of the following are stated. No, okay, stop with the British accent. All of the following are stated about Dr. Samuel Mood, except, okay, so we already got Dr. Samuel Mood, all right? Third paragraph, oh goodness. All right, well, let me say the answers so you guys could check them off if you're listening to me on my beautiful podcast. Big shout out to you guys. He was a medical doctor. He cared for Lincoln's assassin. Who would care for someone's assassin? He was imprisoned, okay? at Fort Jefferson, he was most likely guilty of Lincoln's assassination. Now, remember, except, so three of these are correct, okay? 
He was a medical doctor. He cared for Lincoln's assassin. He was in prison at Fort Jefferson. He was most likely guilty of Lincoln's assassination. Three of those are correct. So I'm going to read out this paragraph for you guys, okay? In the latter half of the 19th century, during the Civil War and its aftermath, the fort was used as a prison rather than a military installation. The most notorious of its prisoners was Dr. Samuel Mudd. Oh, he was a prisoner, so sad. A physician, another word for a doctor, who was most probably innocently involved in the assassination. Oh, you were involved, you bad man, in the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. The actual assassin, John Wilkes Booth, broke his leg as he leapt from the stage of the Ford Theater during the assassination. Dr. Mudd set Booth's broken leg, hmm. unaware of Booth's involvement in the assassination. Oh, Dr. Mudd, you bad boy, you helped the killer. As a result of this action, Dr. Mudd was sentenced to life in prison and remanded to Fort Jefferson. Damn, he had to go to Fort Jefferson too. That is a damn shame. He was pardoned after only four years. What? Because of his courageous efforts in combating an epidemic. Ah, <laughs> how do you combat an epidemic when you're in uh, prison? Okay, anyways, uh, I find that interesting. But again, this is America back in what? The late 1800s, early 1900s. A little whoop -dee -dee. Well, 1900 as a matter of fact, because Lincoln was assassinated 1896. But who gives a fuck? Okay, so here we go. All of the following are stated about Dr. Samuel Mudd, except he was a medical doctor, check. He cared for Lincoln's assassin, he did. He set his broken leg. Unaware that, of course, John Wilkes Booth, the man that shot the hell out of Abraham Lincoln, was himself the assassinate, or the assass, the assassin, there we go. I said the assassinate, ah! And the last one, he was in prison at Fort Jefferson, check. A, check, B, check, C, check. He was not guilty of Lincoln's assassination. He only helped the man because of his generous efforts in combating the yellow fever. No, I'm kidding. That was after, but yeah. With that being said, guys, man, that is the end. A very entertaining one we have here. And the answers, again, you go on to the second page, okay? So I already have those answers down there for you. All right? So in saying that, it says podcast coming soon, video coming soon. You guys already know these are going to be posted and whatnot, but man... Boom. That's another video right now. Guys, check out my website. Again, yes, sometime this year, I promise you, it could even end up being like in August, uh, September. I'm going to revamp that website. It's going to be super clickable, super awesome for you guys. Uh, and there's going to be some really good selling stuff on there too. So you guys just stay tuned. But nonetheless, man, there it is. Follow me on IG, TOEFL ITP Structure Course Available. TOEFL ITP Written Expression is available for pre-sale right now, okay? And the reading will debut, well, obviously mid-August, but you're going to be able to place your order at the beginning of July. So, so excited. Thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful episode. And I'm your host, as always, over and out.